Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Dickinson with Ascend Coaching Solutions, and I want to welcome you to our next episode of Catalytic Conversations. Tonight, we have two very special guests, Randy Espel with Selling Forensics and Jeff Miller with Sales Recruiters of Virginia. Karen Larsons of HR Tabs and Deb Willis of PPG Solutions round out our panel of experts tonight. And what we're going to really look at is not only what each of the panelists have to offer as far as business owners are concerned, but also the business owners that they serve. We're going through a really challenging time. We've made it through the crisis of COVID-19, but now we're in this period of time of transition. And our experts tell us it's called regression. And it's called regression because generally our energy level falls, um, our frustration has grown. We don't always know what the right thing to do is. And, And so we're at this place where the challenges continue to come and we don't necessarily have a handbook for it. So Karen and Deb and I thought it would be a great idea to get two other people who have a lot of experience in what they do and I think can offer each of you who are watching or listening some real opportunities to take away some some words of wisdom. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for having us. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Well, why don't we go ahead and, and dive in? Oh, that'd be great. Can I start, Wendy? Please do, Deb. Uh, I am so excited to have Jeff and Randy here. It is a pleasure to work with them and know them and know the kind of business that they operate. I know they probably need to tell us a little bit about that. Wouldn't you think? I think that's a great idea. Okay. Why don't we start with Jeff? And uh, I tell you what, as Jeff is getting his self unmuted, let's go with Randy. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Deborah. Um, My name is Randy Aspel and I'm a co-owner of a company called Selling Forensics. And what we do is pretty simple. We just help small to mid-sized businesses drive more sales. We do that through um, several different channels. Uh, we, you know, we work with the business owners and we identify the areas where we can help business owners drive more sales. And that could be through bringing on a top-notch salesperson, um, going on ride-alongs with, with the sales team, holding the weekly sales meetings, et cetera. So really, we do anything and everything related to driving more sales for businesses. Oh, that's great. Well, speaking of sales, that would probably bring us to Jeff, our other gentleman on the panel tonight. That was great because my dog was barking at the FedEx man for the last two minutes. Uh, So our company is called Sales Recruiters of Virginia, and we are a placement agency for salespeople. So we work for companies that are looking for salespeople because they want to increase their business. And we also work for salespeople looking for a new challenge. And uh, we're starting our ninth year in business uh, in August. So I'm pretty excited about that. Ah, well, that's great. Well, that that leads us to what we were talking about with what Wendy spoke to in terms of us all getting back into the phases of reestablishing our businesses and our business practice. So I'm curious, Randy, can you tell us about the impact that COVID has had on some of your sales positions and some of the things that you've tried to do with your company? Sure. Um, so we were uh, really in the middle of uh, looking to bring on a couple of sales people when this whole pandemic hit. And what it did, it forced a couple of my business owners to put the you know, tap the brakes, if you want to call it that, on bringing on you know, new people, which is certainly understandable. 
Um, and one of the things that I wanted to do, obviously, you know, going through something like this pandemic, it's it's new and strange and odd for all of us, is I, I was really in a fact-finding mode. And what I mean by that is I was just like a sponge trying to figure out what can I do to better support my clients? What can I do to help them through this? What can I advise them on? What do I want to stay away from? And so it was, you know, a lot of nose in the computer and doing research and really trying to figure out how I could be a trusted advisor for my clients. And one of the things I came across was a Harvard Business Review that was written 10 years ago after the last recession. And it was really eye-opening of, um, you know, the different the different avenues that um, small to mid-sized businesses and large businesses, for that matter, took, you know, with the 2008 you know recession that we were in. And a couple of takeaways there um, was that um, really, if you think about if you think about coming out of you know coming out of recession with a strategic plan in place, obviously makes the most sense. Now that's that's a duh-e moment. We all know that. What does that really mean? So one of the things that I did is I took this Harvard Business Review and I sent it to all my business owners and I said, "This is a great read. Let's make sure that we talk about this during our next one-on-one session together." And just a couple of takeaways from this is, um, you know, it's it's very easy for a business owner to have knee-jerk reaction when something like this happens. You know, hey, I gotta I gotta start laying people off. I gotta cut I gotta cut my marketing budget down. Um, you know, we we gotta turn the lights off. Uh, you know, at five o'clock in the afternoon and you know, you know, immediately and and just different things like that. And and a couple of the interesting things that happen is. Um, you know, the, the 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 strategy coming out of recession is making sure that you are stronger on the other end of it, and it really takes some some thoughtful um, participation on a business owner's part. And and you know, to get back to my earlier point, you know, where I had two business owners that had pumped the brakes on on bringing people in. I was actually able to show them by bringing in key people right now. And oh, yeah, by the way, we get our key people through Jeff Miller at Sales Recruiters of Virginia. But to bring those people on now makes a lot of sense because, number one, and Jeff can talk about this even um, better than I can. But, you know, before this happened, the unemployment was so low, right around 3%. The, the talented salespeople already had jobs. So I said, let's use this opportunity. I mean, it's unfortunate that people laid off, but fortunately, we can find a place for them if we got the right fit for them. And that's exactly what we did. And we were able to actually hire two people during this pandemic and, you know, with two of my clients. And, and, and both of these salespeople are doing very well. Wow, that's almost unheard of. Wendy, I know you had a burning question. Well, I, yeah, I, I thought that was such a great takeaway to break that down to really look at coming out of it stronger. And I, I think that Randy has a great point, don't you, about um, how the, often business owners take that knee-jerk reaction without thinking through what steps and what opportunities there are um, to become stronger in the situation. So, Jeff, how about you? What what yeah. would you take on that? I just want to say that Randy and I uh, have a very close working relationship because. He is training the salespeople as I'm finding them. So we've worked closely, uh, very closely together for the last couple of years. We probably talk uh, at least once a day. Uh, so my business is interesting because it's a pretty good barometer of the economy. Uh, and about three months ago, before all this uh, stuff hit, we had 20 companies that 
uh, we were trying to find salespeople for, and uh, it was a seller's market, so to speak, but the salespeople were the sellers. And I was having a, a lot of trouble, frankly, the companies were calling up Jeff, where are the people, where are the people, where are the people? And we were having a, a great deal. And I said, good salespeople were always hard to find anyway. It was really, really hard. And then when the COVID-19 hit, the market completely flipped around. So the sellers became the clients. So now we don't have 20 companies anymore. We have close to 10 and salespeople are everywhere. So now, but interestingly enough, what type of businesses are hiring uh, salespeople? Uh, I just wrote down a few while we were chatting. Uh, home improvement is very big right now because everybody's home. Husband, rather than call the the, the uh, divorce attorney, let's go put up a fence. So let's, uh, you know, let's put a new roof on. Uh, let's replace the windows. Uh, software, because you don't have to go out for software. A lot of software sales are made uh, by phone, by webinars. Uh, computer companies, who would have thought that they'd be busy because all of a sudden they're remote uh, uh, people working. And so all these computer companies are rushing all over the city, uh, installing all this elaborate uh, computer equipment in people's homes. So they're very busy. Inside sales companies, companies that survive on inside salespeople, obviously very busy. Uh, logistics companies, uh, roofing companies, I mentioned that before. I have a European company that does industrial uh, fiber. They just hired somebody. Industrial sales. So, this is going to sound, uh, I'm going to sound like a, a jerk right now, but I apologize. Uh, April was our biggest month of the year. Who knew? In spite of all this nonsense, the smarter companies knew that they could pick off great salespeople. So that, that's my message really to these companies out there. This is actually the best time to find a salesperson. Why? Because they're everywhere. And you can get them just like you can buy a stock. Uh, cheaply, this is the time to hire a good salesperson. The market is just uh, completely flipped around on us. Hey, Jeff, I, I've got to challenge you on something, and that's that that statement you just made about sounding like a jerk. I really feel like, you know, if we want to, one of the reasons that Karen and Deb and I wanted to invite you and Randy to be on tonight is because I do believe that that there's a path going through any type of crisis, any type of unexpected event, there's a path to navigate it so that the, the exposure to risk and liability is reduced and the, the exposure to opportunity and um, possibility increases. And it, what it says to me is, is that your business model is one that is, if not recession proof, it's certainly resilient. And um, I, I really think that's what Randy was getting at as looking for encouraging business owners to look at their reactions and to decide if this is a if this is a strategic decision that you have in front of you, or is it something that is a reaction? It's something that you're reacting to as opposed to creating a response for. Exactly. I would agree with that, Wendy, completely. 
And it sounds like you all were really ahead of the game, knowing what would happen and knowing that this is the best time to be proactive and find those perfect salespeople for some of those jobs. I think that was um, an incredible move on both your parts. Yeah, if I could, if I could add to what Wendy just said, because she was absolutely right. You know, um, it's sometimes difficult to find um, a business that's recession proof, but they're there. And one of the things that I was able to do with one of my clients is take a look at the target market that we were going after. And then let's refocus our strategy around where can we target where it's more recession proof, right? For example, um, this particular client was, uh, was probably doing about, about 50% of their business with healthcare, hospitals and nursing homes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, we really ramped up that strategy and saying, well, let's, let's focus more energy. Let's get, instead of one or two salespeople focused on that, let's get the whole, let's get the whole sales team focused on that. So we put together, you know, a plan around exactly that. And so now we were able to go after the target market, more specifically one that was somewhat recession proof. So that was a great, great call, Wendy. Yeah, Deb, I mean, I, I think you you might want to just refresh our listeners on what PPG Solutions does, but I think you've seen some uptick too, people being more interested in benefits opportunities to, to continue to survive. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that, Wendy. And you're absolutely right. Even though everyone is staying in, they are still being proactive with their business. Certainly with our company, PPG Benefit Solutions for Companies, Small Businesses, we have also become more uh, involved in the companies and busier than we've ever been because they're reassessing their whole structure. And they're looking at times when they're going to come out of this particular COVID uh, hibernation and be proactive in getting the best salespeople for the company. And in order to attract them, they have to provide good benefits. So working with Karen and what she does with HR and her emphasis on HR with some of these companies, I think is um, it's amazing that we have not missed a step and that we have been providing those kinds of services. And I know that getting the right salespeople requires the right benefits. And in healthcare, Randy, you are absolutely right. This is the time they were paying a lot more attention to healthcare workers and people that were providing services for that were getting salespeople that made a difference because the ones that didn't were gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, Karen, why don't you go ahead and, and take our discussion to the next level? Well, um, I wanted to ask Jeff first, um, how, how have you used some of the experiences that you've had in the past um, you know, you've got several years with your company now um, to advise your clients. And are you are you getting new clients now and asking, you know, what's uh, best? What are they asking you for advice and what are they doing? And I only have several years with my company. I have several years with myself. So uh, <laughs> one of the benefits of being a certain age uh, is that I didn't I never panicked. Because uh, I knew that, and I know now that we're going to be booming again in in a in a month. Anybody who's lived through uh, various uh, crises uh, knows this country is just rebounds like nobody's business. And 
uh, I'm not going to pick on, you know, people like, you know, the media is doing their job. They have to bring attention to everything. Uh, but, uh, you know, it gets old after a while, but a, a lot of it is attitude and a lot of it is talking to the people uh, and, and making sure and just reselling the whole idea that you can't work your business by crawling up in, in a ball and going into the corner of your office. Now, what we've done, though, uh, my own company has done is that we get a lot of action and a lot of inquiries through the Internet. We have a big presence on the Internet. So because of the uh, PPP, all of a sudden, we had some extra money. Thank you, uh, current administration. So what we've done is doubled our advertising, doubled our uh, SEO, our search engine optimization, our uh, paper clips. So we now have uh, an even stronger presence going through the internet, and it has paid off. So we have gotten several inquiries that way. Uh, the other thing is, is I'm actually working. Uh, I haven't left the house because, uh, you know, <laughs> my wife thinks, you know, I'm going to be dead if I go outside. So I stay in. So I'm right going. Cargo. <laughs> well, uh, as I've mentioned several times, she's Italian and she doesn't want the COVID to kill me. She does. So uh, anyway, back to our regular scheduled uh, broadcast. but. So what, what I'm uh, saying is that at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm working. I'm working right through the day from nine to five. I'm not taking, I'm not going out having a two hour lunch with a buddy. I'm not calling, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not playing golf. I'm not doing anything. So I'm, I have a feeling my production is probably quadruple. Uh, at the end of the day, I go, man, I'm tired. Why am I so tired? Because I talk to so many people. And then of course with Zoom, uh, once I figured it out, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, you're Zooming, you're calling, you're doing everything. So it sounds like you have, um, I mean, your motto is, is clearly to rebound, never panic, um, repurpose and stay flexible and take advantage of every single opportunity that comes your way. And I know that, you know, your market of, um, businesses who were looking for salespeople decreased it looks like about half when COVID hit so what were you hearing from them was it panic um you know how were they dealing and are they coming back now well yeah the kind of, well the obvious companies uh, I mean there are listen uh, the truth is there are some businesses that are in huge trouble hospitality uh, staffing other staffing companies are in trouble because nobody's being hired really Restaurants, uh, office furniture. I mean, you can you can go through the list. Companies are obviously suffering, uh, but at the same time, uh, you can't not you can't stop you can't stop. Uh, there's another phenomenon that I've noticed, and that is a lot of salespeople, uh, because of the unemployment, are going to wait this out. I mean, I've talked to uh, several salespeople who said, Jeff. I'm not going back to work till August because I'm making a thousand dollars a week staying home. I'm getting 378 unemployment and another 600 a week uh, extra. I said, okay, that sounds like a real motivated salesperson, doesn't it? But it's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you What are you advising them when you when you hear this? 
I hang up. <laughs> there's, there's another, there's, there's a lot, that is not a motivated salesperson. And right now, there's plenty of salespeople. So I said, okay, that's great. You know, good for you. Well, you know, that made me think about you too, Randy. When you're doing the training, you know, you can't always tr- train for a global pandemic. So when when you're talking to companies and you want to train some of these salespeople, what are some of the big motivators that you give them? Well, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier is, you know, how do you come out of this thing better than you went in? And if you've got a sales team that's, that's better educated, that's more confident about what they're saying, what they're what they're pitching, uh, if it's more if, if the salesperson is really, truly uh, have an empathy for the client and really understanding the pain points and, and they really are practicing being a trusted advisor, then you're going to be a lot better on the other end of this than if you just got your sales team kind of going back to Jeff's comments, the sales team just sitting at home, they're collecting $1,000 a week. Use that time productively. Use that time to figure out what can I do to sharpen my saw? Another, another old analogy, but what can I do to make myself better that's going to help the company I work for? And I'll tack on to that. What I tell our, our clients is that, listen, now's the time to hire a salesperson because if you don't, your competition will. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think they listen to that. They, they should anyway. You know, for our viewers, for the video and our listeners for the audio, I just want to point out again that Randy, you and Jeff have pointed out that um, strategic thinking in in times and unexpected times, times of crisis, times of transition, it's all about crafting a response. It's not about success is about crafting a response to whatever happens. It's not about those knee jerk reactions. And I love what both of you have said about, because um, Jeff, what you're really talking about is increasing you as a business owner have increased your capacity and your capabilities by utilizing the technology that's available to you. And Randy, you're really talking about the same thing. And, and when you're telling your clients to have their sales, their sales team utilize their time to become better educated, to practice empathy, to really become the trusted advisors that the brand demands, that is a crafted response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when most salespeople start a, start a, a job, is a training period. So I had this one uh, telecommunications company that wanted to wait this out. And I, I told them, now, wait a minute, this is the time because you've got eight weeks or three months of training that you're going to do anyway. So you might as well get, get it done while there's this, while you've got all this intense uh, time to, to actually and go, oh yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. You know, they don't think like that. Because their owners are, listen, I can't blame them. They're running a business. They've got 20 or 30 people to worry about. There's a lot of pressure on them. They don't think strategically at that time. They're, they're getting nervous. Well, and let's not forget, you know, people are generally, they might have kids at home. They might have elderly parents to worry about. They may have health issues themselves. They may have certain other kinds of financial obligations that, are, are really putting a drain not only on their finances, but on their energy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, would, I would agree with that too. Karen, 
What, what are some of the things and, and you know, when, when Randy and Jeff are talking about hiring the best salespeople and being able to train them during this time, which I think is a, is an absolute brilliant thing to do uh, for any company, then in terms of human resources, what are you finding with the companies in terms of, of how they're rebounding from this? Well, honestly, most of the companies that, that I have spoken with have been rebounding and repurposing and reskilling. Um, some have let a lot of people go, have not spoken too much with the, um, with the owners in the hospitality industry. Um, I think that would be a good, you know, a test group for that question. Um, as far as training, I haven't seen a lot of the training going on. I've seen more of the realignment. Um, if they kept employees, they moved them into, you know, other places where they could be used. Um, you know, but honestly, I, I just haven't run across a whole lot of, of really bad situations out there. Um, I know that they exist, though but I haven't run into them. So I myself have been wondering, are they, is that happening in the larger or mid-sized, mid-sized to larger organizations more than it is in the, in the small businesses. But, you know, we see businesses going out on every corner right now. I have a question, Wendy, if I may, for Randy, when Karen speaks to the size of the companies, do you find, Randy, that there is a particular size company that you have worked with most effectively during this particular time? Uh, No, not not really. But um, I I think I would address what Karen was talking about. Um, You know, there's one particular client that comes to mind. It's a you know, small business, he has like 20 employees. And when this whole thing happened, he was like, okay, we got to cut payroll. Cash flow is horrible. You know, um, you know, we, you know, we're not, we can't, you know, we should not be going out and doing these jobs without at least 60, 70%, you know, down payment, you know, those kind of, again, knee jerk reactions. And one of the things that, that uh, we were able to work on together, um, you know, was a plan that's going to help him reorganize his company. Okay. And, and, and it's, it was interesting because when I started talking about reorganization, he, he was, he first went to, well, that means I got to lay people off. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, that might be true, but you don't know that when you go and do an exercise like this. And one of the things we found is we had, a, we, we found that we had a lot of people that were doing the job that one part. So we had two people doing a job that one person could do. So I said, well, Let's go into this process, not with, hey, we're going to lay off 10% of the workforce. Let's go into this process and really focus on operational excellence. What can we do to really improve the operations model of our business? And, and some of that was is cross-training, is sitting down with each person and saying, now, if, if you could do anything you wanted to do in this company, what would it look like? What would you do? And um, I'm not ready to claim victory yet because we're still in the, in the process of doing that. But I can tell you that so far it has been extremely positive. It's been a great exercise. And the good news is we've yet to lay anyone off. And the other good news is kind of kind of to Jeff Miller's point is they had a fantastic uh, month of May in sales. And, you know, it's just kind of like stepping back, taking a deep breath, kind of back off the edge a little bit. And let's really look at this thing. And, and you know, and, and Jeff says something else. And I just watched this documentary called Grant. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. But anyway, 
one of the things that that impressed me about Grant is he didn't panic. When he got in the middle of a battle, or and of course the, you know, the entire Civil War, he didn't panic. And that's one of the things that all the historic historians say that the reason why he won the war was because of the way he went into any situation. And he went into battles where he just got decimated, but he never panicked and he never showed that fear and that panic in his face to his troops. And I think that's exactly what our business owners can take away from the situation we're going through currently. You know, I think that's such an interesting way to look at things. And one of the, the my recommendations to clients is to look at the life of their business on a continuum. And, and that might be easier to do for some family businesses or businesses that have been around for a longer period of time. But I think it's a useful exercise, even for those that aren't as, as old, right? Because what happens is that um, the individual battles, yes, they're important, but it's also important just to survive those individual battles so that you are able to come out, come out on the other side and, and then I think to curate the learning from whatever that battle had to teach you, and then also to really reassess your strategy to make sure that it's the right strategy to win the war. I, I might add, that, uh, Wendy, that because of all this time we have, uh, yes, we're all watching HBO, Netflix, and Showtime, but now's the time to read a couple of books. And I have to say, uh, uh, yes, I've read my share of John Grisham lately, but I also read a couple of books by Simon Sinek. And I would like to recommend his latest book. It's called The Infinite Game. I think that's the name. Uh, and he talks about this very uh, uh, subject that Randy just brought up, that uh, companies, uh, I mean, it's a very interesting book. It, he compares what companies do to completely uh, went out and they do this, they think in terms of, of infinitely as opposed to finitely. And he always picks on Apple as being, you know, because of their vision and clarity and purpose. And then he calls out companies like Microsoft, which are looking at short term, 90 days type of thing. And I have to say, uh, it's, this is something I wouldn't have done without COVID-19. So that's, that's another positive. All of a sudden, you know, I'm becoming uh, somewhat enlightened. Uh, you know, I think I'm, because I've been doing this for so long, I think I know everything, right? I know, you know, you realize how much you really don't know. And there's such brilliant market, marketeers out there that can show you. Uh, so I would recommend Simon Sinek, um, among others, uh, Gladwell. I mean, there's just some wonderful books to be read right now. Now's the time. Well, I'd also like to throw in there that um, Bob Johansson from the Institute of the Future has a couple of books out in the last few years that I found really useful, and one of which is the 10 New Leadership Literacies. And it talks a lot about what the organization of the future is going to look like, the business of the future. And I think it's very much um, around building the kind of resilience that the five of us have discussed tonight. We're about out of time, and I'm just curious, Randy or Jeff, Deb, Karen, would any of you like to just add any closing comments, any, anything in particular that you would like our listeners to take away? If you don't mind, Wendy, I, I know I'm, I'm not trying to take your time, Karen. I know you got something really good to say. 
But if you could list those books when you send this podcast out, I think the ones that Jeff and and yourself mentioned are great. And I I just want to echo one thing that, that I heard Randy say before. I know Karen's got some great closing remarks as well, that the business owners that have been the most successful, whether they're family size, which I know you really emphasize, Wendy, is the family owned businesses, that they didn't panic. Because from the leadership, if you have a company that does not panic, that sets the tone for the rest of the company to be able to know that they're going to survive this. And I think that is absolutely key. And I just wanted to, to reiterate that. I was um, that that I just wanted to make mention of that. I'm sorry, Karen. She's sitting over there so quietly, and some of us are talking too much. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. And you've you know, I won't say anything you haven't already heard before. I just have been saying all along that I think this is an opportunity for organizations to think very, very thoughtfully about their culture and how they are going to come out of this. And I, I keep saying, you know, COVID gave us a reset button. And, you know, the best companies may may press the reset button and come out you know 10 times better and i do believe that we're going to have some small companies that are going to rise above the pack because they have not panicked they have uh you know they've invested time and energy in their culture and doing right by their people and um you know i think they'll be the ones that will be here you know a hundred years from now or whatever, you know, for the next pandemic, if we ever have it again. And it's all about hope, pray we don't. But I mean, it's all about, um, it's all about the people that work for you. If you panic and you start letting people go, you know, that transmits to the whole world. That is your marketing message to the world. If you don't and you repurpose and you reskill and you work with your people and your people believe in you because you're a strong leader um, and you take this opportunity to set your culture up um, and make improvements in your culture, it's a great time to make you, you know, take a step back and improve your culture and get the right people on the team. So it's really all about, um, you know, what are you, what is your brand saying to the rest of the world out here? And, you know, what is it saying to your people on the inside as well? And, and how strong are your leaders? It's a great, great time to, to really assess your leader team and your employees as well as, you know, your culture and your mission. And more importantly, your values, the values of your company. Where are you going? Um, that's, that's all I had to say. Well, Randy, how about you? Any closing remarks? Uh, yeah, you know, I would I would say that you know one of one of the challenges that I have with some of my business owners is what do you what do you what do you do now? What, what do you do now as it relates to sales calls? And, and let me let me be specific what I'm talking about. Um, th- there are a lot of companies that rely on face to face selling for their business. Mm-hmm. So I was having a conversation a couple of months ago with a business owner and, and he's just, he's panicking. And he says, what, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to shut my business down. I said, why? He goes, well, because our business relies on face-to-face selling. And I said, well, have you ever considered virtual sales calls? Mm-hmm. And, and he really hadn't. And it's very interesting because if you, and there's a lot of stuff on about virtual sales calls now, so I won't, I won't be a poster boy for it, but um, there is a right and a wrong way to go about doing virtual sales calls. 
And if you're if you're one of those businesses that relies on face to face selling, I would I would encourage you to take a look at some of the things that are out there as it relates to helping your sales team really conduct a professional virtual sales call because you're going to have customers or prospects that they they're not, they're not, they do not want you in their building. They don't want you in that place of business because of, of because of the unknown. So the better salespeople can get at conducting a virtual sales call, if they can get effective effective um, by you know with doing a virtual sales call as they would if they were in person, then they're going to be way ahead of the game on the other end of this. Oh, that's awesome, Randy. Thanks, Jeff. How about you? I, I think that uh, businesses are definitely going to take another look at their overhead. And because uh, when everybody all of a sudden discovered, whoa, I just made all this, uh, I had this fabulous month and I never left my house. Uh, that's, that's huge. So I think you're going to see uh, a big change in the office environments. I think uh, when they think about uh, adapting, uh, you know, I read somewhere that the Fortune 500 of 20 years ago, if you would look at that that Fortune 500 of 20 years ago, today those companies, it's it, it, they're in the red. That whole Fortune 500, if the companies that are surviving today are so different from the from the companies of 20 years ago. Fortune 5, just look at it. You know, it's all in, internet based. Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. I mean, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a Harvard MBA. To, to, to see this. So uh, you got to move your cheese, man. So that's, that's my, not to make this too cerebral, but uh, you know, this is the time. Yeah. So speak, speaking of another great book, um, you know, who moved my cheese is, is a great book to have people read right now. So uh, I, I know that's why you did that in there, Jeff. So touche. Well, it, it is at the end of our time together, and I'm hoping that all of the business owners that listen to this will take away um, a, a few things. First of all, that when something unexpected happens, take a breath and then strategize. Strategize, and if, if you're finding that you're stuck in that, that cycle of panicked thoughts, reach out to an expert. Reach out to someone who has the... who possesses the area of expertise that you are are that is a gap of knowledge for you and then next really take a look at ways to create as as randy has said how can you create operational excellence within your company and and then with jeff's pointing out look at capacity and capabilities how can you increase the capabilities of your team how can you increase their capacities to do the work and to further the objectives of your company? We've talked a lot about the importance of the team. We've talked a lot about the important the relationship building with, with clients and customers virtually. But I also think that to Karen's point, culture is so important. And, and while we have Simon Sinek, who there's a lot of, of debate right now about some of his writings um, uh, as far as people, people over profit, I think the five of us feel and have presented tonight reasons to consider both profit and people. Right. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of catalytic conversations. Jeff, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? 
I'm hopefully uh, you just pick up the phone. That was something that people used to talk to each other on. <laughs> sure. uh, I have a phone number. I, 804-263-5961. And if I'm not in a Zoom meeting or or on a phone call, I will pick up. And of course, our website, uh, which is uh, salesandcruiseofvirginia.com. Great. So thanks Thank for the opportunity, Wendy. Yeah, thanks for being here tonight, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Randy, how about you if someone wants to reach out to you? Uh, two ways. You can go on our website, which is sellingforensics.com, or you can reach me directly on my cell phone, which is 937-831-6090. And uh, listen, I, I really appreciate the invitation to this. This has been fantastic. So thank you very much for inviting me on. What a lovely compliment of people and businesses. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, terrific. Thank you. Well, until next time, we, Deb and Karen and I, with Catalytic Conversations, we thank you all for listening. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Bye.